Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Chiefs. We are going to be talking with Locked On Chargers, getting you ready for this last regular season crossover edition today on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Crossover Thursday. This is David Drogemeyer, host of the Locked On Chargers podcast. I am joined by the host of the Locked On Chiefs podcast, Chris Clark. And for the Chargers, this is the last Crossover Thursday of the season. Of course, the Chiefs have the number three seed already locked up, so they have some more crossovers on the horizon for them. But we're going to get into the biggest storylines, the biggest matchups, and the path to victory and predictions in this game. But this Crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockdownNFL and use code all lowercase LockdownNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. All right, Chris. So biggest matchups in this one's going to be a little bit difficult because the Chiefs are... Uh, like I said, have the number three seed already locked up. The, they're not going to really do any, uh, going to have any changes in, in that. And so a lot of those starters are probably not going to play in this football game. And so I, I think I'll, I'll go ahead and toss it over to you. Um, just going into this game, knowing what we know, getting ready for the playoffs. What is the biggest storyline for the Chiefs as they you know get ready to head into the playoffs for what, the sixth or seventh or eighth consecutive year? <laughs> Yeah, eighth consecutive AFC West uh, title. So biggest storyline probably is that it is the eighth consecutive AFC West title. But uh, you look at this, and, and you are absolutely correct. This is going to be tough on matchups because the reality is, is we're recording this Wednesday night for a Thursday show. Yeah, we still don't know who's going to play. Like, uh, and it's a bigger question probably for the Chiefs than it maybe is for the Chargers in some respects. Yeah, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's some guys that, you, that the Chargers are going to hold out, but for Kansas City. Uh, you know, you have questions. Is Travis Kelsey going to play uh, being so close to a thousand yards? Is, you know, I would imagine Rasheed Rice is going to play just because he's a rookie. He needs the experience regardless. Uh, but you're probably going to be without Joe Tooney on the offensive line. Uh, could be without Donovan Smith uh, continuously uh, with, you know, his neck injury. Uh, it could be without him in this, in this game. Uh, although he did practice in full. So maybe he is a guy that plays this week. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I mean, there's lots of question marks on the Chiefs as to who's going to play and who's going to be available, which you're absolutely correct. Like you said, it's going to be very hard for matchups because it's not going to be the normal guys. Uh, but and in some ways, it makes it a little fun because we actually get to see, at least from the Chiefs' perspective, we're going to get to see some of the young guys we haven't really seen much of this year. So, like, what kind of young players are you expecting to play out there? Because, I, I mean, I know this has probably been an atypical year. Yes, the Chiefs won the AFC West for, you know, a, another consecutive year here. But this is not the same kind of dominant Chiefs team no. that we've seen in years past. There's definitely been some flaws. So who are you kind of looking forward to, like, watching as far as the, the young players are concerned? Well, I think you get into it, and I think you start looking at guys like Justin Ross. Uh, he hasn't got a ton of snaps this year. Um, he hasn't been he hasn't been very productive when he has got time. But you know, it's really going to be hard for a receiver to get into the flow of the game with only ten snaps in the game. So, right, uh, really hard to do in that regard, unless you're forcing the ball to him. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. It sounds like maybe Michael um, Hardman and, and Kadarius Tony could be playing, which is kind of surprising to me. Uh, I would expect Hardman, but Tony. Uh, with him being injured the past couple of weeks, for them to put him in this game uh, and risk him being avail available for the playoffs. And I'm sure some people would say, well, we don't want him for the playoffs. 
uh, you know, I, I get it on both respects. Um, defensively, I think is it's really where it's going to be fun because you start looking into the defensive line. Um, you know, George Kalafis, I don't think plays in this game, or if he does, it's not very much. Mike Dana, I would imagine, doesn't play much. Charles Mini, he probably doesn't play much. If I'm Kansas City, I'm putting in Malik Herring and B.J. Thompson and Felix and, and UDK Uzama, and those three are going to be the guys that are going to get 95% or, or better of the snaps at the defensive, te- defensive end position because those guys haven't got a chance to play this year. And you've got a guy like Neil Farrell who hasn't played defensive tackle for him. So get those guys some snaps. Get them against, uh, you know, whoever they're playing against the Chargers. It doesn't really matter. Experience. And playing a real NFL game does mean something. Absolutely, it does. I mean, it's invaluable, especially because you know those guys just don't get a ton of snaps. And you know the the Chiefs were playing meaningful football for the majority of this season, and now it's just like, well, they're not going to be out there. I mean, they're 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 you know going to get their opportunity to finally see what they can do. And I mean, I think it's kind of similar for the Chargers and their young players because obviously they were eliminated from the playoffs a, a long time ago. So it's all about you know trying to see what uh, who's going to be part of the plan for the 2024 season and beyond. So for for the Chargers, the biggest storyline in in this one is just you know the Chargers are going to have a new head coach and a new general manager and and they're going to have to try to build a team that is able to bridge the gap with the Chiefs, right? The Chiefs are the cream of the crop. They've dominated the AFC West for almost the better part of a decade. So, you know, the, the Brandon Staley only beat the Chiefs once in, in his tenure. And the gap between Andy Reid and the last several head coaches the Chargers have had is just cavernous. You know, it's it's like the, the Grand Canyon. So the there's got to be a a guy that has some clout, somebody who has some head coaching experience. Obviously the name that's been thrown around a lot with the chargers is Jim Harbaugh, the Michigan head coach, you know, having a track record of success pretty much everywhere that he's went, starting with USD, then going to Stanford, going to the NFL with the 49ers, having a lot of success. there, going to three straight NFC championship games, including a Super Bowl appearance. So that's a, a bit, a pretty big hot name that's being thrown, thrown down around there. But I can't help but feel like the Chargers missed an opportunity to catch up with the Chiefs this year because this is, you know, the worst, you know, finishing record if, you know, if things stand right now that 11 and 6 would be the worst since 2017. And yep. so, you know, is this Mom's just kind of a, a down year for 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 the Chiefs or uh or is this something where, you know, you expect them to get back to prominence after the, kind of this season? I do expect them to get back to prominence. The one thing that I think that you can look back at in Brett Beach's history is that if he sees a, a weakness on the team, he goes and attacks it the next year, uh, both in free agency and in the draft. So I fully expect that they're going to attack their biggest problem, which is wide receiver. Um, yeah. You know, Rasheed Rice has been fantastic and has been great as a second round pick, but you know, it looks like they missed on Sky more the year before that. He never really develops into somebody that can really help this offense. MVS has had a horrible season this year uh, and it doesn't look like he has a passion for playing. It looks like he's just happy to get the paycheck at this point. And, well, I, I just, I don't see, I mean, like I see frustration when he drops the ball and whatnot, but like uh, there's a specific play this past week where he gets a ball where he's coming across on a mesh route and he's getting ready to turn the corner and it's either going to be a five-yard game, which gets him the first down because of the third down or it's going to be a touchdown. 
because everybody's running away from him as he's coming around this corner and he drops it. Now, was it a perfect pass? No, it was a little behind him. But with all the drops he's had this year, with all the things that he's struggled with this year, for him to sit there and look back at Mahomes and make a uh, a take his hands and say the ball needs to be over here. When Mahomes has been, you know, I need to do better, I need to do better, I need to do better, and, and you know, I just it, it's he's lost Chiefs Kingdom for for quite a while. I'm sure that it's uh, it's going to be a situation where he's going to be gone in the offseason. That there's no doubt in my mind on that. It doesn't matter who doesn't play. So my opinion. And Justin Watson has been okay, but again, you know, maybe a fourth or fifth or sixth wide receiver on, on most teams. Uh, you just don't really have – maybe Rasheed Rice can be a number one. I know he's the number one on this team, but maybe he can be a number one in the NFL. That's There's a little bit of a difference there. Yeah, and you, you got to see if he can you know take that leap in year two. But I fully expect that they're going to figure it out at the wide receiver position. They're going to invest in, in the draft. They're going to invest in free agency, and they're probably going to have two or three new wide receivers next year, if not more. Uh, so I do think it's going to be something that's going to change. And, and you talked about earlier about how the Chargers kind of missed, and I would agree with you in the sense that this was the year that they could have caught up a little bit easier than any others. Yeah. Um, and, and you talk about Andy Reid and, and the difference between him and the other coaches. And, you know, you say that Staley only won once. Well, it's not just the Chargers, to be fair. It's also the Broncos. It's also the Raiders. I mean, yeah. all those teams have struggled to beat this Chiefs team uh, while Patrick Mahomes has been here. And even when Andy, and when Alex Smith was here, uh, it was a tough game. And usually Kansas City was doing very well in the division regardless. You're absolutely right. Well, we're going to go ahead and get into the biggest matchups in this game, whatever those may be, because we're not sure exactly who's going to play. But we are going to get into that right after this. All right. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we are, are already doing right. Maybe you finally organize one part of your space and you want to tackle another. Or maybe you're talking, you're taking your supplements every morning and now you want to actually eat breakfast too. Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely, entirely online. Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch your therapist anytime for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash on. All right, we are back here on Crossover Thursday. David Drogemeyer locked on Chargers. Chris Clark locked on Chiefs. And we're going to get into the biggest story, biggest matchups in this football game. And I think for me, the, one of the things that was kind of a bright spot for the Chargers in the, in the last game was their left guard, Jordan McFadden. He got his first start in the NFL and he looked really good. He was starting in place of Zion Johnson, who was dealing with an injury he missed last week. And he did not give up a single sack, didn't give up any pressures. And I really feel like he played some quality football. So I'm going to be looking forward to watching Jordan McFadden again against the Chiefs into your defensive line, which even their backups are, are pretty quality football players. So I want to see what that looks like protecting Easton Stick, 
trying to maybe get a little bit more vertical running north and south get a little more QB runs involved because that's what Easton Stick did so well at North Dakota State when he was part of, you know, those those dominant teams that he was with over there is really running the ball. And I think Jordan McFadden really brought a very, you know, positive brute force type of aspect to the offensive line game. And I think that's one of the things the Chargers have desperately missed, uh, you know, really this entire season. I have a quick question for you. Who do you think is going to play right tackle for the Chargers this week? Because isn't Pipkins on their injury report? He is not. I mean, uh, I did not see Trey Pipkins on. Uh, oh, yeah, he's limited on the injury report. Yeah, I okay. think that he probably will go out there and, and, and still play. If he does not, um, it, it's, I would like to see Jamari Sawyer get kicked out to right tackle. That would be something I would be interested in watching. Because last year, when the all-pro left tackle Rashawn Slater missed most of the season with a torn bicep, they put Jamari Sawyer there at left tackle. And honestly, it was one of the, the biggest reasons why the Chargers were able to make it to the playoffs was his outstanding play in a pinch, you know, basically getting told in the middle of the week, hey, sorry, we don't really have a better option. We're going to kick you out to left tackle and see what you can do. And by all accounts, he played exceptionally well for a sixth round pick who got brought in to play guard. And, and honestly, I think I thought he played exceptionally well in college at both guard and tackle. He showed that positional flex and he showed that he could do that at a high level in the NFL. And quite frankly, Trip Hipkins has been pretty bad this year. I mean, it's it's been it's been really tough. It's obviously you look for the best matchups for your pass rushers, and it was always put your best pass rusher on the right side. You don't really want to mess with Rashawn Slater. You know what he's capable of doing. And Rashawn Slater, after dealing with injuries in the first part of this season, has really come back to and rounded back into his all pro type of form. Uh, he's really locked down on that left side. And so it was move everyone over to the right side. And they found a lot of success going up against Trey Pipkins. Yeah. And the reason I asked the question is because if it is Pipkins or if it's Sawyer or, you know, whatever, uh, I want to see you talked about your left guard. I want to talk about the left tackle and the right tackle. Yeah. Uh, because I really want to see what this defensive ends have. I want to see what FAU is able to do. I want to see what BJ Thompson. I want to see what uh, even Malik Sharing could do against this, you know, this offensive line. And I understand that maybe you're playing backups, but Slater was an All-Pro at one point. I think he struggled yeah. a little bit this season, from what I saw. But if he's getting to the point where he's healthy, that's a little, that's obviously going to be a different player than he was early when, when he was dealing with injuries. Uh, Sawyer would be a great matchup on the other side for all those young defensive ends. Uh, but then you, you, know, you talk about Trey Pipkins. Uh, that's going to give guys confidence if they're able to get around the edge and, and get some sacks in, the, in that regard, regardless of who they're facing. Uh, so I'm excited to see those young guys going up against uh, the left and the right tackle because I do think that it's, it is very important to find out what you have in some of those players so you know where you're sitting going into 2024 because they're probably not going to be playing in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you're going into the playoffs, you, you got to suit up the, the, the best guys that are going to be out there to give you the best chance to, to win because it's all about trying to pursue a champ championship at that point in time. But I think one of the matchups that we're probably going to miss the most in this game is one that's one of the best matchups in the NFL. And, and I think that's Derwin James versus Travis Kelsey. I think, you know, like we talked a little bit before we started recording, Travis Kelsey's dealing with an injury. You know, you said he was dealing with a neck injury, but um, he does have some history that is on the very, very reachable horizon, which is him racking up another thousand yard season. So 
I would expect he's probably going to go out there and play, probably get his thousand yard season and then wear a ball cap for the remainder of the football game. But that's one of those matchups where it's just really good on really good. You, you know, you got two guys that are, you know, at the tops of their position in the NFL when they're playing at their best. And, you know, I say that for Derwin James because Derwin James this year, and I think it's probably some fault of Brandon Staley and how he was utilized. Derwin James had a little bit of a down year this year, I think by all measures, but he was a guy that has so many different skill sets that for a coach, especially a defensive head coach, you want to try to stretch him out and use him as an eraser or a guy that can cover up some of your faults, but he's only one guy and you can't, you know, it's really hard to have to try to wear all those different hats. And so for Derwin James, the last couple of games, they kind of given him more of a singular focus, like say, hey, Derwin, this is what I want you to do. We're going to play you up close to the line of scrimmage. You're going to play in the slot. That's what I want you to do. And then last week it was, hey, I want you on this part of the field and I want you to go out there and be an enforcer. And he had a couple of really big hits early on in that football game, really kind of established his presence. And so that's one of those matchups where I feel like, I wish we got to see one more time this year, uh, but I, I don't think we're going to see much of it because of, you know, the Chiefs already having that third seed locked up. Yeah, it's a good question I have. You know, you talk about 16 yards, and that should be pretty easy to get, and I get what you're saying, but I think Kelsey had 14. He didn't have that many yards last week. So, I mean, 16 yards is not uh, something that didn't, I mean. If yeah, it's not a foregone really, conclusion, right? Right. Well, and especially if the Chargers know that that's what they're going to be trying to do. Like, <laughs> Gabbert came out in the press conference today and said he's going to do whatever he can to get Kelsey to 16 yards. Sure. And and I get it, but at the same time, you're sitting there going, well, okay, the defense knows it's coming. I'd say that maybe he's going to be, instead of double team, it's going to be triple team. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we'll see. Because nobody you know, wants yeah. to be that guy on the wrong side of history, right? Nobody wants right. to be that defender that gives up the, the catch that gets him to uh, another milestone. Right. Well, and the other side of it, though, and, and I think that there's, there's obviously, I'm sure there's respect, mutual respect between Derwin James and Travis Kelsey of course. And, and all those defenders uh, going against him. So, you know, it's playing against that guy and knowing what he's going for and all that. So that'll be something interesting to watch. You know, I, I, I hate going to general, but I am going to go general. And I'm going to say I'm really looking forward to seeing the Chiefs wide receivers against anybody they go up against against the Chargers. And I hate saying it that way, but the reality is, is they've been so bad this year. It's, it is just a struggle every single week to try to get to try to be successful. They have literally beat themselves at least four times in this season. I, I mean, they should be easily the number one seed or at least fighting for the number one seed in this game um, going into this game. But, you know, turnovers and penalties and drops yeah. have just killed them this year. And, you know, three they lost three. I think it was three of the last four or three. Sorry, three of the last five, I guess now. Yeah, um, you just can't do that, and you have to play better football than what they've been playing lately. So it's it's really to me, it's seeing what can you get done with a guy like Richie James who hasn't played a ton for Kansas City this year. He should be getting thirty or forty snaps in this game. See yeah. what he can do. See if you can get Gabber, get him going, because you need a third or fourth offensive weapon on this team, uh, especially at the receiver position or you know pass catcher position, however you want to look at it. Uh, I think that'd be huge. And then obviously we already kind of talked about Justin Ross uh, and, you know, I think he's going to play a ton in this game as well, but it's seeing those young guys, seeing or seeing the guys that haven't got a ton of snaps at the wide receiver position to see what they can do. And I'm curious to see if they bring up somebody from the practice squad. 
at the receiver position. And it's just probably going to depend on if there's injuries, where they need to use, you know, an elevation elsewhere, where they're wanting to send, sit somebody where they have to, you know, use an elevation elsewhere. Uh, but you start talking about, you know, this chief defense, this chief's offense, it's all those young guys. And, and I'll just toss in a bonus. I want to see Cam Jones and Jack Walker play a lot of the game. They played at linebacker for the Chiefs all season, and I just want to see them get a chance to play. Because when you play defense, it's a lot different than just contributing on special teams, which is all they've done. And you've got to know if you if there's something there that you can develop in the future. I hear you. I, and and just to touch on young wide receivers, I want to see Quentin Johnston have a big game in this one. I, I, I really do. I mean, it, just for his confidence going into the next season, obviously he's dealt he's dealt with drops, you know, throughout throughout the year, some in some really big spots. So I, I want to to see him get a, a really big game. I want to see him get featured. I want to see him get targeted at least ten times in this football game. I don't know if we will see it. But I hope that we do. But we are going to finish things up here with the path to victory for each of these teams and the predictions. And we're going to do that right after this. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that will take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs just knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that, that many quality candidates. So it's easy, so it's easy in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn is also the small businesses are wary so many that, uh, excuse me, small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankful, thankfully with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply all right we are back here on crossover thursday and we are about to what's up no no i was just gonna say i i have to say i'm a little jealous going into this one going into predictions and what each team has to do to win because i don't know i guess i'll just jump in and i'll go first yeah i have no idea what the chiefs <laughs> And I hate saying that. It's not that I. It's not that I feel unprepared for this segment. It's more of you just don't know what you're going to get from these players. Uh, that's like, fair. You you haven't seen them play all season. I mean, yeah, you've got one and worse who started games for you, and he'll play. Uh, so you kind of have an idea of what you're going to have at left tackle. Um, but some of the young guys that they're going to get in there, and you know, uh, we were talking on yesterday's show. They were talking about. How it's possible that they have seven inactives in this game, and then there's yeah. probably another 10 guys that don't even play. Or if they play, it's less than five snaps. I mean, that's just the reality of this game. So you're going to be getting yeah. guys that could be playing 50, 60, 70 snaps that haven't played all season. So it could get extremely ugly. Uh, and we don't know what Blink Aver is going to do in this offense. That's the other big question is, is what is he going to be capable of when you start looking at, at how this is going to play out and the different players he's going to have available to him, I would imagine he's going to have Noah Gray as his tight end. Uh, you know, Travis Kelsey, obviously he'll be in for a couple of plays if he does play. Yeah. But, you know, you're not going to have Travis Kelsey. You're not going to have probably uh, MBS and Justin Watson. Um, I would imagine that they're going to try to keep those guys from, you know, 
I mean, a chance of getting injured going into the playoffs. Um, you'll have Rasheed Rice, you'll have Richie James, you'll have uh, Justin Ross, but it's going to be difficult. And, you know, you're going to be dealing with a, a patchwork offensive line because you're probably going to move some of your starters out and say, okay, well, you know, Caliendo's or Caliendo or Alan is going to be your center and uh, Joe Tooney's not going to play. Creek Humphrey's probably not going to play. And, and you go with what you have. Taylor doesn't play. It's just, that's my, diff- that's where I find this one difficult. Like, oh yeah, there's just so many unknowns of how all this is going together. And there are so many things, I will say this, and, and I'll let you talk, I apologize. Um, but it's not plug and play. Like, that's the thing that, that drives me nuts when you start talking about. If people say that this guy needs to play, this guy needs to play. Okay, it's not plug and play. Right. And this is going to be one of those experiences where it's really going to show it's not plug and play. They can run the same defense that the Chiefs have been running all season long, but it's possible the Chargers put up 25, you know, 30 points. Who knows? I mean, it didn't look like that last week, but again, who knows? Yeah, I mean, honestly, this one to me feels like a glorified preseason game just because right. you got Absolutely. you got two backup quarterbacks in there. Your most of your starters uh, on both sides are are not going to play because either they're you know on, on the Chiefs and they got that you know playoff spot locked up, or they're injured with the Chargers, which you know their number one wide receiver Keenan Allen's not going to play. Uh, Josh Palmer's in the concussion protocol, so number two, active number two, because obviously Mike Williams has been on you know IR the entire season. He's probably, you know, he might not play. So you, you might be in a situation where you have a backup quarterback with your number number four wide receiver uh, as your number one. So it's just going to be one of those things you just don't know. And I think as far as most important player for the Chargers in this one, it's Easton Stick because he does have something that he's playing for. He's playing for, is he going to be the Chargers backup going forward? And I think for him, to his credit, He's had a couple of good throws, uh, a couple of quality throws out there. He's kept the, the Chargers in the game for the most part, although I'd say the offense has been fairly conservative. I mean, he hasn't really thrown the ball down the field. It's been a, a lot of attacking the boundaries and trying to keep possession of the football. And and this one, it's the last game of the year. Just air it out. Let it go. Go out there and play fast. Go play free. Go go try to make some plays. That's what I want to see out of Easton Stick in this one. And, and the, other thing, the other thing that really – kind of goes against where I feel like Kansas City is going to be in this game is the Chargers and some the guys that are going to be playing for the Chargers do have something to play for. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have a huge turnover, I believe. I mean, oh, yeah. I, would, I would expect a huge turnover on the roster uh, with a new coach and a new GM coming in. So some of these guys are playing maybe their last dance for the Chargers, maybe their last dance in the NFL for yeah. some. I mean, it's possible. I mean, same on the Chiefs to an extent, but not near the extent as what you have with the Chargers. Yeah, and that makes people desperate, so they're you know, they're pressing a little bit more. Kansas City is going to go be going out there, and you start talking about the offensive line and moving all the pieces around. Chemistry is a huge thing that you have to try to it's build massive. for a season, and you're not going to have that in this game. So no. you know, I hope that I'm just hoping Blake Gabbard is able to get through the game and, and healthy. Yeah, that's, that's my hope. Um, and it's not because I think their their offensive line is bad. It's just you don't have any chemistry. You don't you haven't played with these guys, and you're going up against guys that are probably mostly the starters for the Chargers at this point. Uh, I mean, you'll have some backups, obviously, but it's it's just a different ball game. Uh, both teams are going to be looking at this completely different. Yeah. So I mean, as far as path to victory in this one, I mean, it's really just you know Blaine Gabbert falling apart, two interceptions and in five attempts this oh. year. Easton Stick doesn't make disaster plays, no bad turnovers. 
Uh, Keenan Allen's not going to play. Josh Palmer probably, you know, not going to play in this one. And the Chiefs are going to rest their starters. So let's go ahead and have some fun with this prediction. We're just going to throw something out there. Chris, what do you think is going to happen? Who's going to win? What you got for a score? Because you guys have had a couple of weeks with Easton Stick and you know what you have there, I think the Chargers are probably going to win this game. I think the Chiefs are maybe the better team overall. Oh, yeah. You've been on the field, but I mean, with even the guys that are going to be playing, I just don't know going in on this kind of week with you know all this other stuff that's going on and knowing that you're just getting this one week to play. I mean, yeah, you want to show out and you want to do well, but um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I think that the Chargers probably win this one. Uh, Kansas City doesn't have a ton to play for. So the other side of that is I don't expect them to be very aggressive. Like they could come out and they could do some plays that are aggressive, but they're probably not going to go for it on fourth down if they're down late in the game and they're yeah. not going to do that kind of stuff. So right. uh, I, I see this as a, probably a Charger win. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you, unfortunately. I know a lot of Charger fans out there is probably not going to like that because they're all down with the tank at this point in time because right. – Honestly, that's what's best for the Chargers' future is getting the highest draft pick possible to give whoever the new general manager, whoever the new head coach is, the best pick that they can in every single round to try to overhaul this roster and try to retool instead of re rebuild, right? I think that's probably what we're trying to look at. But I just think that, you know, given the fact that the Chiefs are going to be playing a lot of guys that have not really played very much football this entire season, and like you said, the Chargers have a little bit of continuity with the players that they're probably going to send out there. I'm going to say it's it's going to be like a you know 24 to 14 Chargers victory, which it, again a completely pointless game. But we'll see how the 2023 season wraps up here uh, with this Chargers and Chiefs game. But that's going to wrap things up for Crossover Thursday. This is David Drogemeyer, Locked On Chargers, Chris Clark of Locked On Chiefs. Make sure and check those shows out for the keys for success and to see what happens after this football game. But that's going to wrap things up for this one. Take care, you guys. Have a good one.